What's up, former party people? This is Jerry, you know, the one who actually combs his hair on the A is for Alcoholic podcast. Now, if you're finding value in listening to the AIFA podcast every week and you want to support sharing it with others, we invite you to become a sustaining monthly or per show contributor. Go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. It's super easy and it only takes a quick moment. It's about as easy as buying one of those pre-cooked space chickens from the grocery store, taking it outside, giving it a big old kiss, and kicking it into traffic. (laughs) Why would you do that? Anyway, you do you, and I'll do me. Again, go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. And with that, people, let's start the show. A is for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry, and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism one letter at a time. The flea circus is in town. The flea circus is in town. Um, I just carry all the fleas on myself. Gross. Like on my body, on my person. (laughs) I just pour them in my hair. Oh, no fleas. Please, no no fleas. Um... Oh man, it's a it's a beautiful day here in the neighborhood, Jerry. I mean, oh, in Napa, in Sonoma, in uh, California, Sonoma, we had yeah. rain a couple days ago, and um, the sun is back. It's still cold. I mean, I'm not gonna complain. I know there's people in other places where it's fucking icy. I mean, it's wet up there, right? Yeah, it's wet up here. Yeah, we had a pretty good windstorm last night. We had sheets, sheets of rain. I know people are tuning into this pod. Tune, do you tune into podcasts? Sure. I know people are playing this podcast on their Alexa just to hear <laughs> us talk about the weather. Alexa, give a weather report. You got that wet ass precipitation? You got, got that, that wop? Got that wild ass. <laughs> wild ass precipitation. Mm-hmm. No, well, we're not gonna we're not gonna t- dwell too much on the weather. The weather comes and it goes, and we deal with it. And you know. A great like thing, life, right? A, a great thing. My mom said she told me she said there's no bad weather, just bad clothes. And I was like, oh, yeah. that's oh. that's great. That's, wow, <laughs> that's a little homespun there. Uh-huh. That's a little fucking so, Reader's Digest. Right I was there, like, dude. all right, so well, maybe all don't right. go outside without the right clothes on. And you know, exactly, we can, we can use that in a bigger metaphor if you well, want. We can deal with the internal weather in our minds, you know. Hey, man. There's, but let's there's... roll on the clothes metaphor too. I like that. Um. Well, I mean, what is what are the clothes that we we need to go out in the stormy weather? If we're feeling if we're feeling bad, we need to have the right tools. And um, you know, I, maybe I'm not. I haven't fully fleshed this out. <laughs> it just occurred to me. Let's talk about our tools again. I don't think we've really touched on the tools. <clears throat> okay. Much. I think if we did a word cloud of this podcast, it would be alcoholic would be like the biggest circle, uh-huh. and then it would be like tools, and then the word me. It's so funny. Right. But you're you're absolutely right. We should uh, talk about. Uh, so the, um, the ambiguous tools the ambiguous recovery. tools so so oh you know what i want to do first and i know that we don't do it enough is i just want to commercial let, commercials <laughs> no <laughs> yes <laughs> better help the, me undies don't um, say fuck okay <laughs> don't say fuck um no so i was thinking about this and one of the things that is uh if you're just tuning into this, if you've just found us, or if you just tune in, just you, you turn just, the dial you on your your on your frequency <laughs> modulator on your dots in there. Um, <laughs> so Jerry and I, I think the thing that makes this podcast unique amongst the 
recovery podcasts that are out there, and I've listened to them, and I, I think there's many, many, many great ones, and a lot of the speaker ones are fantastic. I mean, mm-hmm. you were the one who turned me on to a lot of the speaker discussion meetings that were recorded that like really helped me in a way that um, that I I I can't imagine anything else doing. But you know that there's the history that you and I have that we've mm-hmm. known each other since 1996, which yeah. seems like fucking eons ago. Yeah. Was it 96? 96. 97? I don't know. Well, Coffee Corner? 96? 96, something like that. Yeah. So, um, and that we drank together for like, I don't know, 15, 17 years or something like that. And yeah. Jerry fell into recovery. Um, Did I and- just stepped in it? It's <laughs> like, it, shit, attracted in the house. You know, and then I followed suit a year later. I can't believe it took me a whole fucking year. Ugh, that was an awful year. Hey, man, some girls are bigger than others. You're right. (laughs) But, you know, and I think that that gives this, there's a a perspective here that I really appreciate being able to talk to you about things and not feel um, like I'm either trying to present myself in a certain way, because I know that that happens a lot whenever there's always this sort of, oh, well, um... Well, I know I'm doing really good. My recovery is really good. And somebody, I think it was somebody on Instagram, I posted a picture of the back end of the fruit stand at night that I go yeah. to. Because mm-hmm. it was just, I love it just it. struck me, right? It's a great right? fucking picture. Thank mm-hmm. you, right? And it just struck me. And I was like, oh. And they said, um, um, they said something about, oh, it sounds like you got your life together. You know, when you say things like my favorite fruit stand, you know, yeah. like, oh, you got it mm-hmm. all dialed in. And then I was thinking like, oh my God, I could just go, I can give you a laundry list of reasons why I don't have it dialed in and why right. shit is out of whack and why I'm constantly miserable and, and all that stuff. But, um, I don't feel like I have to front with you, right? No, I don't feel no, because like, because I know all the gross shit you've you've done because mm-hmm. you know all the gross shit i've done i know i have a good idea of gross shit you've done just this morning probably a good right idea. <laughs> yeah so i'm like where's the pre there's no pretense with us I, there's right. i think there is some mild pretense in a sense that we are putting this out for a lot of people to consume right i mean but there aren't like it's not like you and i are closet racists do you no. know what I mean? It's not like no. we have these wild ideals that we're trying to hold back. You know, I think no. we're pretty open and honest. We've been pretty open and honest about, the, you know, I mean, Jesus, we just, our last podcast was about the president. Yeah, dude. So, which <laughs> I I was, I you know, I didn't get any more or less um, feedback from anybody. I didn't I ass- get any more or less yeah. downloads, so... Yeah, and the thing about the pod is, like, if you don't want to listen to it, the minute you hear us say his name, you can be like, yeah, I'm not really in on this one. Click. You know what I mean? Goodbye. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that that's one thing that I always like to tell people, uh, if you're just finding this, is that that's, that's something unique that we, we bring um, to the, there's like three quarters of a million podcasts out there, you know? And so, right. and that's something that I appreciate about being able to talk to you. And um so that being said, and we want to talk about the tools, I do want to, um, today's letter is you. We're already almost to the end of the alphabet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure how we're going to record the last couple. Jerry's going to be leaving soon. Yeah. Um, we'll figure it out. But he's in the process of moving. And I thought you could be undue suffering. Yeah. And now in my own little clever play on words, undue is a homonym, you know, there's U-N-D-U-E, which is, you know, suffering that you are not due. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's undue, 
U N D O, right? So that. Yeah. He's not even fucking. I can see. Sorry, that's some crazy person shit right there, dude. I love it. I love it. I had a roommate who would do crazy person shit. Like, we'd be like, "Yo, it's all about justified, right?" So then we just define ourselves, and then we just find who we are. You know what I'm saying? But we also gotta justify, and all that comes through the eternal power of Christ. And I'd be uh, like, I was like 22, and I'd be like, I just want to smoke this fucking blunt, like. Uh-huh. What? I know. Yeah, so, I so know. we so undo, that's... right? Because the pain is undo, but so, then we can also <laughs> undo the pain. You know what I'm saying? This is what I, this is what I st- sit around and think about, you know? Mm-hmm. Eating a fucking cold sweet potato. Just... Basically, I had one yesterday. It You're like, that's good. a good one. Then you it's dip in one. some black bean hummus. That's mm-hmm. a good one. Oh, speaking of which, I think I actually have some black bean hummus in the fridge. I know you, you do, know me dude. too well. You're just so fucking <laughs> California now, dude. Basically. So... So what are the tools? It's, we love to get into these long conversations about abstract feelings and whatever. That's recovery, though, dude. It's mm. always this abstract kind of thing, this ambiguous kind of thing. It's like mm-hmm. your own journey you have to follow. And I don't know. John and I, can, we're not, we don't even want to give you a rough marker. We'll just give you a, a, what our rough markers are. And then from there... Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that there's... You know, I was thinking about this, too, because I went. I was in a Zoom meeting this morning... And everybody has this, their own different perspective and everybody has yeah. their own like rich, you know, huge life and all their different experiences that have brought them to this thing. And, yeah. you know, alcohol has this, it's all brought us together in some way, but we all come at it from the same, from different perspectives. And, you know, you and I found a program that works for us, but that's not going to, it's not going to do it it's not going to cut it for everybody i mean there people yeah. have written fucking books against it people you can oh yeah you, you can go google or you know go on youtube and look up people who are anti-aa yeah. you know to no end and you know the yeah, only thing fuck aa and they'll be like a hundred <laughs> fucking wet the orange papers all that <clears throat> yeah the only thing i would say to that is that these people I don't know. I just get the feeling that there's some resentment there. And a ton of resentment. I mean, I yeah. think that for me and for you and for, you know, some of our listeners, uh, we all agree that resentment is a problem and resentment leads to drinking. And even if, say, we don't drink over something and the resentment's there, I'm going to I'm going to act out in some way or I'm going to try and hurt myself in some way and not not like I'm going to cut myself or or anything like that but I'm just I'm just going to be fucking miserable self-destructive right? yeah I'm going to be mm-hmm. self-destructive so I, I think that some of the tools the tools that I have found work in dealing with the pain the pain of being an alcoholic and the pain of being sometimes in recovery um being being patient is one of those ones like i remember at early like early sobriety and early recovery being so fucking impatient all the fucking time wondering when this was gonna be better when this was gonna be when i was gonna when 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 does the epiphany coming jerry don't leave until the miracle comes like well jesus fucking christ i don't want to be here anymore right just give up the fucking miracle already (laughs) fucking stingy assholes right so coffee sucks and as I was writing in my book this morning, in my journal, mm-hmm. I, you know, 
there's it's daily incremental change and so patience is is one of the one of the bigger tools that i have learned and i just didn't have it then and it's not something that you can just collect it's not a video game where you just you know put it in your satchel and move on right you know this is funny because i've been at when, when I think of resentment, I don't think it's natural for a person to not have resentments. I think everyone, every single person out there carries a resentment, even the most enlightened fucking AA member floating into the room on two big books like the Silver Surfer or some shit. <laughs> like that person has fucking resentments. I, I guess it's how we deal with those, like how, you know, reconcile with those resentments because I'm full of resentments. I sit here all mm-hmm. the time. So I resent this podcast, dude. I hate having to come in here for an hour and talk. What a pain in my ass. Do you know what I mean? I have mm-hmm. to really step back and look at the size of that elephant and be like, oh, that's what really, that's what you're resenting. Dude, think about it on the grand list of things. Like you get to talk to your friend for an hour, Jerry. Like I need to put it in perspective. I think that's one of the tools I use in my resentment. The other thing I was thinking too, as far as like in being in recovery, I had this talking to my wife about it. And I was like, for me, it's not right now at this point in my life. Do I have it figured out? No, I don't have anything figured out, you know, but I know that my recovery is something that I live with. And I work with it in the sense that if my alcoholism is something I just live with now, it just is what it is. Like, that's just how it is. I broke my leg really badly drunk, like real bad. Like I have a rod, you know this, you know, mm-hmm. to give some exposition. I, would, I jumped out of a window drunk fucking around, like not sad or suicidal, just fucking around. And I, I spiral fracture, compound fracture my right leg. So I had to have a, a rod uh, put down my, my leg. And so there's screws holding the rod in place. And if I turn my ankle a certain way, it really hurts. And I just live with that. I'm not trying to turn my ankle that way intentionally anymore to like try to beat it. I just live with it and realize that accommodations need to be made in the <coughs> way that I'm moving or sitting to live with it. And that's how I look at my alcoholism. There's this accommodation I need to make now in my life that I, I need to understand because when I don't understand, then I turn my ankle and it fucking hurts. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It just seems like with my alcoholism, the circumstances are much dire that surround it. As far as like the pattern I can get involved in. And we, I mean, that's, that's, that's just is what it is, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, a couple things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, well, I was just thinking everybody that was involved in that pellet gun fight is now sober, aren't they? Pretty much. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think so, so yeah. right? I yeah. mean, as far as we know, um, yeah. <clears throat> the old man has quit drinking, and yeah. Coda, we know. And was there anybody else there? That was just the guy the I worked with, but I'm not really okay. in touch with that guy. And then the guy I was chasing, who I'm also not in touch with, okay. but Coda was sober, and the gentleman gardener was sober. <laughs> yes. is sober now. I think he's sober now, from what I hear. Yeah, I mean, right, that's what I've heard, too. Mm-hmm. Um but also, yeah, the, the, this thing the that we live man. with. I, I didn't know how. I didn't want to say his name. The gentleman the gardener, gen- dude. The gentleman, the gentleman gardener. gardener. My apologies. The gentleman gardener is, is listening. <laughs> um, also, it's like I can want to look, like I can want to try and look through the back of my head, but I'm never going to be able to do it because my eyes no. are in the front of my head. Right. And so I'm an alcoholic. I have this thing inside me. My eyes are in the front of my head. If I want to look behind me, I'm going to have to turn my head, and that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I'm trying to find a new perspective. I'm trying to deal and struggle with this alcoholism, you know. And and we spent so many years 
hurting ourselves with alcohol. And I, I keep coming back to one really, really horrible, horrible hangover that I can remember from like 2003 or four. That's your reference point? Well, when I think about one suffering, of one of yeah, them. No, yeah, 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 absolutely. And I remember because it was the night before and we were drinking this homemade absinthe that um, Big Dave had made in my apartment. Was I and with you? You I've might have been that there that you. night, but yeah. you weren't mm-hmm. there the next day because I was all mm-hmm. alone. So maybe not. But you were there. He had made it many times. Oh yeah, um, I drank with some the, of that shit with the green alcohol and the and the um the wormwood and whatever else. He put <sighs> in. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's fucking disgusting and disturbing, right? But after you know, I think we streaked throughout the apartment complex. We I certainly blacked out, and I just remember waking up, and I was throwing up. I couldn't drink water. I couldn't eat crackers. And there was nothing. I literally had nothing in the house to make me feel better. I couldn't get up off the couch mm-hmm. other than to, like, crawl, literally crawl to the bathroom. And I had done it all to myself. And there was there was nothing to do but wait it out. Yeah. There was no – there was – I didn't have any painkillers. I would have killed for some painkillers, right? Mm-hmm. And so this idea that – that's I was just doing that to myself, and I was like 22, 23, something like that. I couldn't imagine that right now. Mm-hmm. I had a bad night's sleep, and I woke up, and I was like, "Fuck, this, is, this feels like a, this <laughs> feels like fucking, a hangover." You got soft, son. You got I soft. Had, I had to take a nap, Jerry. You're on death's door, and now you're like, man. I only got five hours of sleep less. I don't know if I'm gonna make it through the day. Basically, I didn't make it through the day. I was like, it's. It's Dude. 11 o'clock, and I should probably just lay down for an hour. <laughs> it's great being soft, though, in a way. It's I great. love that. Like, I'll sleep three and a half, four hours, bad night, and I'll be like, man, I can't run tomorrow. I'm going to be too tired to run. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I love mm-hmm. that. I hate it and love it, but yeah. But the suffering, the pain that I cause myself for so many years, and then outwardly to everybody else. Right. Um. I was doing it for a reason. There was some reason that I I needed to. I mean, I just wanted to feel good, and I didn't know how, and I didn't have those tools. You know, we talked right. about other tools, and I go, you know, one of the other tools is, I think, just being able to check in with myself, to know myself a little bit better, and to say, oh, yeah. So if 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 I'm tired, I need sleep. If I'm cranky, maybe I need to eat something. Maybe, you know, I need to remember to drink enough water. Like, these seem like stupid things, but when we were in the throes of alcoholism, I didn't think about water. I didn't even no. think about food. I, the no. fir- I remember some Sunday mornings, first thing I would do is crack a beer because, you know, beer's not really drinking, man. It's just like a little, Beer's you know, not drinking. Beer's not yeah. drinking. It's only 8 a.m., and I just want to feel better. It's like eating a piece of bread, man. You already got the bread. <laughs> it's bread that makes you drunk. I remember saying that to you a few times. It's like eating That's bread what? that makes you drunk, Johnny. Let's get some Guinness. It's like eating a whole loaf of bread. Right? Yeah. So I think that this is something, too, that when I feel sad, when I feel... And all the suffering's going on in my head these days because... Like, there's a lot of bad shit outwardly, right? There's We're in the yes. middle of a pandemic. Yes. There's, like, some fucked up political shit going on. Social there is unrest, political unrest. The civil unrest. Like, yeah, the unrest dude. is getting to the point where it's getting... It's fairly regularly explosive, right? And that weighs heavy on me in some ways. Me too. All, all the time. Mm-hmm. Right? There's been this, this whole year 
has taken the general anxiety and uh, light depression that I have lived with mm-hmm. and has made it more apparent to me, mm-hmm. right? It's put it there. And so things like, like, I, and I, this is one that I've I struggled with is, you know, my ankles were hurting, so I wasn't running as much. And then yeah. I got really scared to go outside and go to the store because I was like, I don't want to catch the fucking virus. So I started buying other things to have in the house, and I started, like, cooking with oil again. And so I've gained, I think, about 15 pounds, which— 15, I, huh? I think so. I mean, at my that's, lowest— You never weigh yourself, though. That's, 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 that's true. Thing. You got to start weighing yourself so I, you don't gotta do anything do whatever you want to do but, but i i hear you to know what how much i weigh i need to weigh myself just to monitor it you know but <laughs> um but whatever but so 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 i've kind of gotten into some bad eating habits basically mm-hmm. is what i'm saying things that don't make me feel great but in the moment it's this sort of like i need to feel good right now yeah and that's that yeah, i've had those behavior mm-hmm. that's funny so, that's peculiar. That I relate. Mm-hmm. I absolutely relate. Yes. So maybe it's peanuts and golden raisins instead of fucking, you know. <laughs> Mine um, is cookies. Like the whole cookies? election thing, I made cookies and ate a shitload of cookies because I'm mm-hmm. like, well, I, I earned this. I'm going through stress. Everybody else is getting fucking loaded right now because everything sucks and this election is crazy. I'm going to eat three fucking cookies today. Yeah. I'm going to do fucking like 500 calories in cookies today. Mm. Fucking yeah. And, you know, before, I think I was just kind of staving off that that overeating or that, I don't want to say it's an eating disorder, but it's definitely disordered it's like eating. Your unhealthy coping mechanism. Right. Because yeah. I was running enough where it kind of, I would burn it off. But then yeah. whatever was happening with my ankles and I was like, fuck, dude, like there's, something's actually happening. This is not just me complaining or whining or not being tough or whatever. But, um, so... You know, one of the tools that I use is is understanding that and being able to to step outside my own head for a minute and assess, right? So would mm-hmm. you say that you're able to be more objective about your behavior or are you still – do you get lost in the mm. – That's a great question. Do you Here's get lost in it? I recognize I have great hindsight now. <laughs> I do. I have wonderful hindsight. I have problems with um, impulse control as far as my anger is mm. concerned. I flare up. I get furious. I flare up. As a matter of fact, we just I just had a talk with my wife the other day because she's like, you're throwing shit too much and breaking things. And I'm like, what? Had this moment where I was like, fuck, she's right. But it has only been two things. And one, she didn't see me do. I had came in and admitted it. But the first one she saw me do and just walked out, walked it on in stride. And so I, I not throwing like glasses across the room. It was like a meat thermometer, digital meat thermometer we bought. And it was a piece of shit. We got it from Walmart and it just didn't fucking work. It was faulty. It's the third meat thermometer I've bought that's been faulty. And I was trying to take the temperature of this chicken. And she was like, I don't want to get fucking salmonella. So I'm taking the temperature of this chicken. It's not working. It's not working. It's not working. I just impulsively just winged it into the wall across which is fucked up i shouldn't have done that right that puts everybody on edge it's mildly abusive on my end i'm like mm-hmm. i'm just gonna fucking explode right and so she just kind of took it in stride like i'm like and i looked at her i'm like well i just threw that didn't i and she's like yeah you did just throw that jerry it is it broken and i'm like yeah that thing is fucked it's a piece of shit anyway and i threw mm-hmm. it away and then i was in the garage in a in the cold 
painting, trying to finish this commission painting. It's very cold. It's like 40-some degrees in the garage. And I was on an office chair because I like to sit when I paint. And I like rolled back to look at this painting and I leaned forward in the chair and I put too much weight in the chair and fell on my face. The whole chair like fucking tipped. And I stuck Jesus. my arms out and banged my head on the floor. It was like just impulsively picked the chair up and threw it across the garage and like shattered one of the wheels on it. And then I felt immediately felt poisoned. I was like, oh, man. And so I came in and I'm like, I got to order new wheels for my chair on Amazon. And she's like, why? And I'm like, because I threw it across the garage. And I had this fucking chingasso on my head, a big mark. She's like, did you hit yourself in the head with the chair? And I'm like, no, dude. I, and she's like, you know, I explained the situation. She's like, Jerry, she like just kind of put her head in her hands and like looked at me. And she's like, you need to fucking calm down. You've been throwing a lot of shit lately. And I was like, had this moment where in hindsight, I was like, she's right. I've been exploding on everybody lately. I've been because of what's going on around me. Like mm -hmm. my internal temp is very wildly, but I'm able to recognize it now. And I would really, it's, and as far as impatience is concerned, I'd really like to get to the point where I can check it before I do it. Because I'm really sick of being at the point where I can look back and be like, that was wrong. I shouldn't have snapped at my kid for doing whatever she did. Or, or I shouldn't have fucking flashed on my wife for doing whatever she did. Like, now I recognize when I do that immediately, like in the moment. So I'm trying to get to the point now where I can catch it before it happens. Do you know what I mean? Because my, like, it's like, it snaps so quick, man. And yeah. all the pressure and everything. I'm feeling a lot of pressure right now in the world. So I guess the tool I'm working on right now, and I think a lot of alcoholics too have issues. I'm going to assume that other alcoholics have issues with impulse control, right? <laughs> I think it's so a the, good assumption. The tool I'm trying to figure out is to the, 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 the switch that'll click me off of the impulse before I go through with being overwhelmed by anger, you know? Right. Because I'm almost there. Like the minute I do it now, I'm like, don't do it, and it's already been done. So now, like, I just got to move that moment of don't do it back a millisecond, and I think I'll be, I'll figure it all out, and then I'll write a book about it. Y'all can yes. buy it. Yes. Ooh, million dollar idea. Million dollar idea. The switch. Um Yeah. So so what's the next what's the thing? What's the uh I mean they they say stuff like for every year you're sober you get you get a second for to pause. And I have been getting that pause. It just comes after <laughs> the event. So now I need to slide the pause over to before the event, but every year it kind of clicks over more and more. Whereas now, I find myself doing these things. And it's really funny because it's only been happening within the last, like, 60 days. Mm -hmm. And I think it has a lot to do with external forces and the way I'm internally processing these external things that are happening, right? Life and the big steaming plate of reality, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that I've been getting lots of those lately. And so I think over time, that's that pause, right? That seems to be the cliche. I hear that in the meetings all the time, too. I like the cliche, though, but they say every year, yeah, you gain an extra second of time to consider your actions, correct? So when the meat thermometer doesn't work... I just put it back in the drawer and be like, this <clears throat> thing's a piece of garbage. We need to buy a new one. I think, too, uh, what I would suggest with the chicken <laughs> is follow whatever recipe, you know, like, and then... Just trust it. Just trust that it's going to be cooked all the way through. If you cut through to the breast and it's still pink inside, you can throw it back in the oven. Right. But you got to get that. Listen, this is where we're going to go right now for a second. But it's that fine line between perfect and just eating Dry. fucking 
eating bouillon. Yeah. And I've been doing a lot of bone in chicken, like, you know, like, like drumsticks and shit. And so I was cooking that that day and that's deceptive because the closer the meat is to the bone, it's, it'll bleed. You know what I mean? It'll be really pink even though it's done, which dark meat always reminds me of Coda. Like, because Coda fucking hates dark meat. And I would like spend, I would like go to KFC and get I remember fucking, this. I was there. Get chicken, because I love drumsticks. And I'd get a bunch of drumsticks. And he'd be like, I don't fucking like dark meat. What the fuck? And get all pissed off at me for doing him a favor. I'd be like, you know what? I'll eat all this, I'll eat all this chicken, you dick. Fuck you. Enjoy the mashed potatoes and the gravy. I always, every time I think of chicken, every I just always think of Coda and his hate yeah. for dark meat. Yeah. I hate dark meat. You hate know I don't like dark meat. What the fuck, Wagner? Like, like, he didn't even get chicken for him. You just brought it home on your own. I brought it home for myself, and he was like, pick it off my plate. Like, I enjoy a drumstick, dude. Uh, so, yeah, I think finding that pause <laughs> is important. <clears throat> and, and, you know, I think you, from what I understand, you deal with anger more. I don't deal with anger as much. I think I deal more with sort of sadness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And so mine is more what will make me feel happy in the moment. And I've kind of attached the feeling of happiness to my taste buds. And like high fat, high sugar, um, constant shoveling, you know. And I, 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 I try not to, you know, I really try to think about things like there are no bad foods. Don't put judgment on the food. Just like I don't with alcohol, right? I don't say alcohol is just an inert thing. So a Twinkie is just an inert thing. A cookie right. is just an inert thing. It's my relationship with the alcohol. It's my relationship with the cookie. It's my relationship with the bag of peanuts. It's my relationship with any of these things that although I have lowered the um, level of toxicity on some of these foods, like I don't right. bring Ben and Jerry's into the house anymore. I don't right. I don't go to 7-Eleven after work and buy seven candy bars because I'm going to eat two, but I might want three. And then I'll wanna, I want to—I don't want to have to make that trip back because I feel so ashamed that I bought You're seven candy bars. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> Your relationship with food, man, it's like so right? funny to me. Yeah, because you are such a drunk with food. It's it's really fucking like textbook uh-huh it's great i mean it's not great it's you know what's great is that you recognize it now though and you're like okay well i'm gonna have to go on a little ben and jerry's hiatus because i might go on a bender there uh-huh and fucking eating five ice cream drumsticks you know that i've stashed <laughs> under a mini fridge under my bed or you know well yeah because i don't want to go out into the freezer because you know if my roommates are home they're gonna hear me go because i used to do it where i'd get ice cream sandwiches so i could just have one but mm-hmm. then I would ultimately eat two and or three, mm-hmm. and some they come six in a box, right? Right, yeah. And so, like, I, I just can't do that shit anymore. And so it's, okay, John, so what are you going to bring in the house? And, you know, one of the things, one of the cool things that I found is um, frozen grapes. Have you done this yet? Yeah. it's. I just have switched back to normal ice cream, John. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I mean, and so so but there's no frozen th- grapes are great. <laughs> I remember putting frozen grapes in white wine as well, though, which is funny to make right? it cold. Yeah, to keep it cold, but not water it down. But not water um, it down. <clears throat> so that's just me, and you know, there's a book that I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up called um, "Eat to Run," mm-hmm. uh, and it's uh, by a guy named Scott Jurek, who's one of these super duper ultra runner dudes. Right. And um, mostly I just want to kind of try and develop my 
my relationship with food a little bit better. I mean, even even on the good days, yesterday, um, I like had a little breakfast and a smoothie, which I was like, I don't know why I did that, but I just wanted, I do know why, because I wanted fucking peanut butter smoothie, and I wanted, you know, some hard-boiled eggs or whatever it was, or poached eggs, and so, mm-hmm. but I don't usually do both. It was like, just do one or the other, and then I got to work, and the thing about work is, so I take my break and I get to eat my lunch, right? And I usually bring a salad and a sweet potato and an avocado. And there's usually an apple, banana, orange, something in there. It's all relatively healthy. But, like, I've been making too much. And so I was so – and I ate right before I went to work. So then when it's, like, break time, I'm going to get to a point here, I promise. Um, No, I'm listening. (laughs) Not for you, but I'm just hearing myself Mm -hmm. kind of ramble. But so I eat the whole thing, and it's a pretty big portion. And now I'm fucking full and I'm bloated. And I don't know if it was like the vinaigrette I made or the onions or the peppers, but I'm all fucking gassy and I feel full and I feel fat. And it's like cold outside. And I'm like, you fart bundle. Oh, yes, I got very gassy. Onions make you fart. So does garlic. So I was just, I felt I love that long pause after so does garlic. You're like, okay. But it was just, I felt really gross and shitty. And I was like, John, do you want to feel like this tomorrow? Right. And I was like, no. So what are you going to do about it? And I said to myself, I said, you need to think about the portion control. And here's this old feeling. Because I work in the restaurant business, I'm always like, I'm going to have to go the next six hours without food, which is like, yeah, whatever, dude. You can do that. Just because I can't go reach into – I work in a restaurant. I bet I could probably find a snack, right? Right. If I really was starving, which I'm not. Um, But so it's like eat as much as you can. That will float you. you Mm -hmm. So eat as much as you can, John. You know, because you're going to have to be going. And so there's also the thing of like being around all this delicious food and serving it to people and not being able to eat it. And there's some psychology there that I deal with about like, oh, man, wouldn't I love to sit down and have a fucking pizza and a steak? And, but I don't eat that shit, right? Right. Um, so, like, now's the day that's the next day, and I can make a better decision. And, I, I, I mean, I try, to, I try to find some sort of learning moment in there. Learning. Well, that's, that's the tool, right? The that's learning the tool. moment that you learned – you learned just like me throwing a meat thermometer and having to get new wheels for a fucking office chair. I like learned. So mm-hmm. hopefully you'll get that second of pause before you're like, better not have two tablespoons of peanut butter today, which is ridiculous, right? <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but it's but... what is acceptable to you, right? Because I can give you shit, but that is totally unacceptable to you. Like in your life, you're like, dude, I can't fuck with this because I know like you can't turn your leg that way. Mm-hmm. As you far as your, your, your relationship with food, because you know that for you, it's not just one tablespoon of peanut butter. It takes a whole left turn and goes to another place because now it has gone from being fuel to indulgence. And so now you can indulge. You it's know? not even real peanut butter. It's powdered peanut butter, dude. <laughs> yeah, which is I don't know what your calorie allotment is, you know. <clears throat> I don't know if you're have- engine to bang out 15 pounds if you're eating powdered peanut butter and like – Two hard-boiled eggs is like 170 calories. I don't know what that smoothie looks like that you're no, like, well, it's not. It's much, not dude. that bad. I mean, I make my own oat milk now, which I think oat milk mm-hmm. is a little bit well, higher in calories than almond milk. Calories. But no. It's oat, no, it's, it's like twice as many calories as almond milk. 
Yeah. Oat milk is. Yeah, it's like drinking whole milk, calorie-wise. So, it's like 140 cals for eight, eight ounces. I fucking memorize all this shit. Just like your compulsiveness with the way you eat, mm-hmm. I have a compulsiveness with the way I eat too, in that I calculate constantly. I need control. And I it's broke funny. down. Yeah. Yes. Your relationship with food sounds like you're about losing control at times. You know what I mean? The thing that troubles you about it is like you're mm-hmm. losing control. And the thing that sometimes troubles me about it is that I have to be in constant control of it and monitor constantly. Yeah. Whoa. We're a mess, dude. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, it's just because I, I remember the day when I was like, I'm so fucking fed up. I could probably go look at it. It's all in the counting, a calorie counting app. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm so fucking fed up with this. I had to count every tomato and quarter of a cucumber. And I'm like trying to put this fucking salad together. And I'm like, this is bullshit. And it's different every day, you know. And the doctor says you got to eat different vegetables every day. So it can't be the same salad. And I'm sick of the same fucking thing every day. And I was like, I'm just not doing it. I'm fucking done. And that was around the time where little by little things crept back in that I was not allowing myself before. Your doctor told you to eat different vegetables every day or not, like doc, Dr. Not, Oz on YouTube? <laughs> it wasn't Dr. Oz. It was like Dr. Dr. Guts or something like that. Dr. Guts. <laughs> I eat the same shit every day. I have the same smoothie every day and I know it's about 300 to 400 calories. Right. And then I'll, I'll eat an egg every once in a while to get the protein up. But put chia seeds in the smoothie. But like I eat the same, almost the same thing every single day. Yeah. It's a trip. Yeah. I eat the same vegetables every day. Well, the th- the idea is that you're gut- I, I shit good, dog. I shit well, good. Well, I'm not I, and I I don't know. I just <laughs> the idea is that your gut biome diversity is important. Uh, you got to yeah, you got to di- you got to diversify your guts. <laughs> exactly. So like, like Wu-Tang said on little, Chappelle's show. <laughs> little bok choy, a little this, a little that, and so I was mixing it up. So I was I bringing different choy. stuff in. You're not into mm-hmm. that? No, I love it. I said I yeah. love bok choy. Yeah. What's the other one? Um, the Korean cabbage daikon. That, no, the one that kimchi? they pickle. Kimchi. kimchi. I love yeah. kimchi. How did I forget kimchi? See, this is what's happening, man. I'm mm-hmm. this podcast. I'm slowly going crazy. I'm losing it. And you know, to, my relationship with food is going to be like uh, it's going to be a whole series. There's a we could do several episodes. That's about gluten it. is not your problem. The, re- yeah. the reboot. The reboot of gluten is not your problem. It's just me discussing my, my food issues. Right, because Walter's quit at this point. He's like, I don't want to do this podcast anymore. I've got inventions to make. Right. Um, so so what do I do? And I don't know what I do. I I, I keep I continue to reassess and reassess and reassess mm-hmm. and, and course correct and course correct and course correct and try something else. And then, you know, the, the physical pain, like yesterday, something fucking shot up in my ankle. And I was like, I, I was outside and I was like, I can't run. So I had to walk home, and then today I was like, "Ow, ow, ow, ow!" And you know, it's it's gotten better. I've kind of walked it off here and kind of stretched it out, but I can't, I can't go out there today. I wonder I just if you can't. have arthritis, dude. And that well, that would be fucking terrifying because that no, would mean not would... really, because you would just have to take like fish oil pills, and uh, um, there's another thing for your mm. joints that you can take. Uh, it would be terrifying, but also it's manageable. Glucosamine. At least you know what- no, my brother-in-law takes it. It's something else. There's somebody sitting at their house right now cutting carrots being like, it's fucking <laughs> horny goat weed or whatever. Uh-huh. But anyway, I don't know. It's, <laughs> don't listen to me, dude. I throw meat thermometers in chairs. And, right. Yeah, well, yell at the TV, you know. So, I, But I'm also – one of the things – a lot of the undue suffering that I cause myself is um, 
is highlighting my failures on a regular basis rather right. than my achievements. You know, I mm-hmm. I made my promise. I've made a promise to myself this month that like I'm gonna do 30 minutes of reading. I'm gonna do 30 minutes of writing. I'm gonna do 30 minutes of running. You no, know, regardless. And then I couldn't do it yesterday, and I I was able to get out there for a walk. And then today, it's like, I don't even want to fucking chance it, because I don't want to hurt myself, and I got to work tonight. So, if I'm going to be on my feet, um, you know, so I don't need to feel devastated because I didn't complete my goal or my commitment or something like that. If I'm actually Mm -hmm. in pain, this is not, it's not an excuse. So... You gotta make compromises with yourself, dude. You make compromises with everybody around you constantly. Like you gotta forgive yourself a little bit and make a compromise. You're right. getting older. You're in your mid forties. Circumstances change. <laughs> yeah, shit hurts Tell me about more it. than it used to. I know, dude. Yeah. I'm there. Like, and I, you know, I, I've noticed with my experience when I do fuck things up, I have to forgive my. I have to ask for forgiveness. Try not to do the thing again, and then forgive myself. Like I'm in the same boat. Like every mm-hmm. time I run, I'm like, I'm only gonna do three, and then I end up doing five. You know, or and Megan's like, why do you always do five? And I'm like, because there's this internal thing in me that makes me do the five because I don't want to go back to where I was before, which Mm -hmm. ties into my whole relationship with my alcoholism. I don't want to go back to where I was before. Same with weight gain. And I imagine you're the same way. Mm -hmm. It's like we're both white knuckling this fucking thing of trying to just maintain our health, you know, but we're learning a long way because there's no, I don't think there is, there's probably a support group we could go to. Yeah. And then we'll do a podcast about that. Then I'll just be committed to another podcast. <laughs> well, um oh speaking of, of oh, podcasts shit. and commitments, we will be on one um we're recording it in a cup in a few days. Not a couple of days, in a few days, next week. And we're gonna be on the VHS podcast again. Those of you who don't know uh VHS, Dirk Marshall, he takes old horror movies, usually horror movies, and um relates them to a um to the profession in the movie, kind of. And so we did Dr. Sleep because it was, it was about alcoholism. It was about an yeah. alcoholic, and so he had us on. And we're going to do another one. I'm not sure what the movie is. He sent me the link. but um, It's uh, called Phil the Alien. It's Is it VH.US? No, it's just yes, v, all VH, caps. VH.US. US, yeah. Yeah. So And Dirk, Dirk's a good guy. We've known him for years. And, right, right. Yeah. So um, definitely uh And the movie that. is Phil the Alien. Phil, like Philip? Like Philip, I believe that's what it was. Yeah, okay, Phil the alien. Unless I'm watching the wrong fucking movie, <laughs> that would be even better. That would be, um, it would be better. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, man. I mean, so just the, for me, the suffering that I go through is all of my own making these days. Because I was sitting right. with a friend, and I was telling him, you know, I was lamenting this or that, and he's like, John, you've really got it pretty good right here. You know, yeah. if you're worst moment of your day is that you're feeling a little low because you had to go to work and talk to people about Brussels sprouts and you don't want to do that that day like you're doing okay man and like I need that reminder because yeah life's not perfect and you know I'm not going to get everything I want every single day and I still I should be grateful in the middle of a pandemic that I'm healthy and that I have an income you know, yeah. the guy I was talking to was unemployed and, you know, he's got his unemployment check, but that's not much. That's very little, in fact. And so <clears throat> it was cool. To, it was nice of him to listen to me. And right. then it was great to hear, like, you know what, John? You're doing fine. Yeah. You're really, 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 really doing okay. 
That's a tool right there. You got handed so. a tool by by an angel. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That, <laughs> maybe the tool is maybe when it's going bad. Maybe I should sit down and think. Well, what's going good? Mm-hmm. What what's going for me right now? Everything else is fucked up. There's a pandemic and all this president all the shit right all the negative shit you can think of that's outside of my sphere maybe that's the tool i need like what is going good right now like i got steely dan shirt i love it i'm stoked on that do you know what i mean like maybe that's the thing we need to sit down and look at and be like yo my hair looks good today or yo my fucking wiener's dope or mm-hmm. what sure you know if what i mean yo whatever my makes fucking you feel good. boobs have held up or like mm-hmm. yo my band is pretty good like right maybe that's the thing we need to look at <clears throat> when we have clarity of mind you know because mm-hmm. in a moment it's you get caught up in the fucking storm we both do you know it's yeah in the moment it's hard to think about what's going well yeah and yeah and it comes up again and again because it's mm-hmm. true and it it's sometimes you know just remind your remember what you're grateful for you know people talk about gratitude lists and i've even mm-hmm. gotten into situations where i'm resentful that I have to be grateful for the things I have. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa, dude. No, like, uh, yeah. Like, oh, why can't I just have everything now already? And I'm like, who the fuck is that guy? Because yeah. I don't really like that guy. That's that you drunk know? motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, right? He came from the back of the bus. He came running up. He's like, yo, get fucking five Choco Tacos. You never know when you're going to run out. <laughs> and exactly. you're like, you're right, drunk guy. <laughs> I do it all the time. Oh man! Mine I, is like, yeah. Mine is like, yo, throw this fucking paintbrush across the garage. I'm like, you're right, drunk guy. <laughs> yeah. So there's this drunk guy that's still in the back of the bus, and he's still People screaming never go at away, me, dude. Never go away. And you know, um, I have to really be, I have to be vigilant about you know how much I listen to him. Mm-hmm. He's got bad fucking ideas. Some of them they used to be fun ideas back in the day, mm-hmm. and some of them are still kind of fun, but they don't work anymore. They're mostly not in the bad. Same they way, don't work right? exactly. They don't right. work. Yeah, yeah. I You're keep like, trying. Yeah, awful idea. You are fucking silly. That's silly shit. What you're mm-hmm. suggesting. Yeah, and it just doesn't work anymore. And so, nah. like that's. I don't you know, think it worked before either, though. We just no, told it ourselves <laughs> it was working. It really didn't. great, which is what D is for denial, right? I mean, D is the denial for we're in. Denial. Everything is fine while the room burns, you know? And I think, so, so you know, it worked for a minute. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it worked. It has because, to. Because that's what, yeah, that's what hooks you. The first you're one's like, free. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It hooks you. And so you're like, oh, this is great. I found the, I found the solution to all my problems. I don't Boom. have to think about them. Boom. So, I mean, my suffering, again, that's what I, I wrote about this morning was just, okay, what are you suffering from, John? That you you have some disordered eating and you maybe are not in love with your job. And again, the other thing, everything that I have ever changed for the better in my life has come from my own head. Not not like I did it all myself, but right. I... I had to be I had to push myself to do it. I had to change my mind. I had to make the decision. I had to make the decision to quit drinking. I had to make the decision to lose weight. I had to make right. the decision. I have to make the decision to be happy. And it frustrates me that I again, the drunk guy in the back of the bus is like right. like oh, I don't want to change my mindset. Just give me what I want. Yeah, it's too hard to do it the other it's way. It's too hard. How and much weight did you lose initially? Like 70 from- or 80 pounds? 
so you lost let's say about 70 because you don't ever weigh yourself so you're just like you I just lost lick about, your finger and hold it up to the wind and you're like 80 pounds i lost but about anyway, 70 70 pounds, pounds something like so that. yeah so sure. you, you you're assuming you gain back about 10 to 15 i think so but still john you're still up you're still up. You still have lost like sixty some fucking pounds. Like and you're that's still up. insane, right? Mm-hmm. That's I mean, don't go higher than fifteen, but you're still up. Yeah, no, 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 no. So I've already, I'm already reassessing like what I'm gonna bring for lunch and how I'm going to feed myself today, and mm-hmm. really, really, really look at these things. And maybe there needs to be some. Just because. Just because I don't want to count every calorie doesn't mean that I can't have a little more portion control. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what Maybe, I mean? Yeah, exactly. Because if you're gaining that much in, in a few months, you're going way over your daily intake. Do you know what I mean? As far as portion goes. Like you're, right. you're, you're not burning. And also the lack of exercise. <clears throat> but I imagine you're the kind of guy who works out every day, right? You Mostly, work out every if I day. can, if I can yeah. every single day, I'll do right. something. Yeah. Um, and I, I just, work out five days a week. That's so. it. I take two off, dude. Yeah. And like, yeah, I just think it's, yeah, it must be poor. It's just your relationship with it. And yeah. like what brings you joy, what makes you feel comfort, you know, and, and the same with alcohol was the funny thing with alcohol though, is like with food it's unacceptable to you. Doesn't, it, it doesn't necessarily reflect, uh, you know, any affect your outer sphere, but with alcohol, it like reverberates out and hits mm-hmm. everybody. Do you know what I mean? Like your personal choices fuck over everybody. Mm-hmm. But like you sitting there being like, yo, I, I'm going to eat a whole bag of fucking peanuts. You know what I mean? It's not like those things affect you personally and what's acceptable for you and what right. works for you. you know? Right. Right. Yeah. So not that and I'm not trying to minimize it. I'm just pointing out i guess i'm looking at the differences in our relationship to substances that make us feel good you know and what drugs I mean? and alcohol mm-hmm. drugs alcohol and food and and you know whacking off or whatever it is mm-hmm. running you know yeah r- working out you know i fucking fucked my lower back up doing my last like hurt my lower back doing my last weightlifting routine on friday mm-hmm. so i didn't get to finish it because i hurt my lower back and i was like i still need to burn like 200 more fucking calories so i had to go for a walk so i had to go up and walk around the graveyard but i was bummed the whole time because i wanted to be lifting weights i was like looking forward to it having fun and it just fucked my lower back up like just seized it right <clears> up <throat> and was like damn dude this back's really been troubling me but that's compromise right like i still want to achieve my goal i just got to find a different way to achieve it you know you found some compromise. You're not yeah. going to, you're, you can't, again, I don't think that you can focus on the failure. If you can even, call, no. you hurt yourself. It was an injury. It wasn't right. Even, I can't stop. Yeah. I can't just keep fucking doing fucking Arnold presses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fuck my backup. It'll make them worse. You know? So yeah. I, I just, I'm really, really, really trying to just let not focus on those failures and to look yeah. at the, how far I've come and that there's no, and maybe there should be a goal, and maybe that's one thing that hasn't um, motivated me in a way that I did when I lost the weight before, when I was like, I'm going to go run that race. Mm-hmm. And that really motivated me. Maybe that there should be. Because why do you run now? You run now to lose weight, but does it feel, are you happy when you run? Does it feel good to run? Like do you Some feel days. Like, yeah, right? Some days. Right? I, I, I hate running and love it. And there's mm-hmm. always a moment in that hour when I run where I feel like this is what I'm meant to be doing. Like right. my body is doing what it's supposed to be doing. And mm-hmm. it may be like two minutes. Yeah. That Macklemore song may just hit. And I'm like, <laughs> this is it, dude. You know what I'm saying? But like, <clears throat> I don't yeah. know. 
I don't yeah. know. Maybe that's the goal is to achieve that feeling. Because I always thought the runner's high thing was bullshit until I got my first good one. And I was like, wow, this is a profound ass runner's high. Like this one feels good. Like mm-hmm. maybe, I don't know. Maybe you do need a goal. Maybe you need to, are they even doing pandemic marathons no. right now? I mean, there's some, but I'm not interested in like doing a virtual this, that, or the other. Right. Um, Get yourself one of those, what are those things called? A fucking, anyway. That 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 <coughs> fucking bicycle that they had the commercial for that the Peloton, was, yeah, they do like virtual races. Dude, I know somebody that. who has one and they absolutely love it. And there's there's mm-hmm. a you see, because you're having someone who's yelling at you and motivating you and being in the in contact with somebody who's like go 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 go. It really does help. Um, right. I'm not I'm not interested in that. No, but, me neither. Um, so yeah, and you know the pandemic is part of that, and there have actually been some actual external forces that have led to things but i can readjust and i can course correct and i can move forward so that i don't have to allow these things to let me slip back into old habits uh, that i don't undo like pain because right? what's the slip what's the original the undo pain the what i said slip back into undo pain undo pain undo suffering right, right? what's the original and, what though and the well alcohol i mean we can go deeper but you know the one that we're focusing on today the original pain is alcohol the original slip is alcohol and the original um you know problem that i was allowing to overtake and control my entire life was alcohol and i don't ever want to be there you know and and i think i had a moment in the last couple of weeks and i don't remember if i was doing anything in particular i was feeling kind of listless you know Mm -hmm. and i was just like What's it all for? What the fuck? What is this all for? Like, what am I fucking doing here, man? Like, what's the point? Like, why don't I just... And I didn't do anything with that. You know, I didn't, like... I didn't go drink, and I didn't eat a bunch of weird shit. I didn't, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. But, like, now that you say it, that voice is not me. That voice is just the drunk in the back of the bus. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So... So like, what's it <laughs> he all wants for? To roll up. Like, mm-hmm. what do you want it to be all for? That's you know, figure it out, John. <laughs> yeah. So, I just, I just that uh, that was, it was a moment, and then it passed. But like no, in that I moment, in that moment, the what's it all for was was followed by, and what I didn't even like visualize was fuck it, just go have a drink. Yeah. That's easy to do, though, right? I mean, it is easy and hard. Yeah, but that's exactly, you didn't do that. And for people like us, it is easy and hard. Isn't that the funny part? Is the action itself is very simple, but everything that leads up to the action is, like, very difficult. The action Mm -hmm. of drinking, I mean. Mm -hmm. Like, I could just go drink right now. There's a fucking bar right there. They could just, I just go over there and be like, put fucking stroke it on the fucking jukebox and fuck my (laughs) life all up, you know? You could, you know, yeah. um, and it's it, one of the things too, in the meeting, they were talking about relapses and somebody mm-hmm. had two different sobriety dates. They were like, they said, I had this one and then I had this one. And, yeah. and one of the best things that I've heard about, um, about relapses, uh, is one guy said, you know what, man, we don't need to know why you drink. We all know why we get right. it. We're just yeah, glad you're that drunk. you're back. You know, yeah. we're just glad mm-hmm. that you're back. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that even if somebody's listening and, they don't drink or maybe they went back and they had a drink or they're thinking about it or you're thinking, well, I can't get sober. I already had a drink today. And it's like, well, you can. I mean, if you want. Yeah. You know, 
And so one thing I wanted to, another tool that I think worked for both of us, and I want to, um, cause I want to end the show here in a bit. And I've got, um, was we did an episode like a couple seasons back, like a year or so ago where we wrote mm-hmm. letters to alcohol. We wrote our goodbye letters to alcohol. It was yeah, sort of a breakup letter. Yeah. And, um, you know, a couple weeks ago, I got an email from from Vincent, from Vinny, and yeah. um, he's a musician, and he was really, um, he was overjoyed with that episode, and he listened to it, and he said, you know, I find I, it was really powerful and really helpful because you and I both got emotional. <laughs> we got very it was emotional. A fucking hard one. I always think about that one. Yeah. And it was one of the ones that I remember the most out of all the mm-hmm. ones that we've done. And um, so he wrote a song as his goodbye letter. You're going to edit that in at the end so, of the episode? So, yeah. So, I mean, I, but I want to, you know, but I, I think that's a good tool. And I think for anybody who wants to try something different to sit down and just write a note and say goodbye. Now, granted, we've all had breakups. Yeah. We get back together, people, whatever. But um, if you're, it was really helpful to me. Me too. You it know. really was. I still have it too. I didn't throw it away because it's in a moleskin book, you know, that I have. Mm-hmm. It's a really nice moleskin I got for Christmas that I do all my movie notes in actually. But I think that's a really positive thing is to be able to finalize it, say goodbye to it, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but yeah. And also, sorry for throwing you under the bus there being like, yo, you're going to edit that in at the end of the episode. And you're like, yeah, thanks for giving me more work. And now you're still fucking talking about it. Shut up, Jerry. Ah, this is what we do. Um, It wouldn't be, Jerry, this wouldn't be as much fun with with anybody else. That fucking song was really good, man. It touched me. Mm -hmm. I teared up. And then my daughter was like kind of laying in bed with me because it was right at night before we were going to sleep. And uh, she was like hanging out with the cat and she's like, mm-hmm. that's really good. And I'm like, I know it is, huh? And she's like, yeah, that sounds, is that on Spotify? That sounds like, like a musician, like a real musician I listen to on Spotify, you know? Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if this person's on Spotify, but you know, this is an email they sent to, for the podcast. And my daughter's like, wow, she was just so impressed. Yeah. Mind you, she's 40, but that's sorry. That joke didn't sing. Yeah. She's like 10. <laughs> She's like 10. Discovering music, like loves music. Good kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I just wanted to leave this. Vinny G sent this to us. Um, and, you know, one of my thing in the in the email, he says, um, I just got to give you one more disclaimer. Uh, it's with my band that that got our name pre my sobriety. We go mm-hmm. by the 30, 30 MGs, which I think is 30 milligrams. Now, I'm not mm-hmm. sure what particular, what that's referencing, but that's mm-hmm. the name of the band, and the song is called yeah. Mirror Image. So we'll just leave you with that. My perception's twisted. I miss the veil you lifted. Blinded by your little lies, you prove the point you're missing. I couldn't see that it was just a dream Now become but a memory I think I'd rather stay behind Than try to find the truth in life Cause at least before there were open doors And there was so much more than just an even score In this stupid fight Wrong and right doesn't make much sense inside my mind Cause my grip on life diffused when you drew up an illusion I was clueless and looked stupid You used me and now I'm useless 
back then it hurt less when i thought you weren't heartless when i didn't know how hard it gets thought you were my only friend thought you